guys. Welcome to another episode of Single and Sunday School. It's your host, Ashley and Cody Page, hey. a.k.a. Ashberg and Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> our, those are our munchies nicknames. Um, we are going to be talking about online dating this week. Woo! Woo-hoo. You excited, Ashley? It's <laughs> my favorite topic. I mean, honestly, it actually is one of my very favorite topics. I always joke with people, my two favorite topics are religion and sex. So, ta-da! There ta-da. you go. I'm 34. <laughs> sure on point for my age demographic. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we figured since we're single in Sunday school that we would discuss the single side of things, which has a lot to do with dating and dating apps. So, yeah. uh, for me, I wanted to know, Ashley... I've been curious about this. What do you look for on the dating apps? Or why did you choose dating apps? First of all, why did you choose to get on dating apps? Well, there's not a mid-single scene in my area. So in in the Boise area, well, there is now. They've actually structured it. But when I was first <laughs> single, that wasn't really a thing. Um, and so I went to a couple single adult activities, and a lot of the single adults were in their, like, 60s to 70s. And I was like, oh, this isn't the place for me to find love. Like, my mom, totally. I could send her. But that was not for me. Um, you don't want to date someone that could be your father? That's not your... Okay, wait. That's actually a really good question. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> moving right along. Um, you know, 60 plus is a little older than my normal demographic. I fair, usually fair, cut fair. it off around 50. Um, okay. And so it was It was like, okay, well, where am I going to meet people? I'm not going to go to bars and meet people there. I'm not going to, like, go to clubs. And I'm not 22, so I'm not just going to, like, bump into some hot young thing at the grocery store and be like, I'm single, can't you tell? Right? <laughs> because it, when you have, like, a kid with you, people just assume you're a married mom. True. And more often than not, I have a kid with me. So Yeah. Valid. So it was pretty apparent to me that dating sites were going to be the way I dated. But that was scary to me because dating apps weren't a thing when I was single. Were you married before, like, Tinder Tinder and all? Yeah. I never got on Tinder. I got married in 2012. So I think Tinder started in 2012 or something. Yeah. So we got married the same year. Um, And, yeah, I just had never done any of that. And so I was just like well, let's see what this is like. And it was terrifying. How about you? What made you choose online dating? Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, terrifying is the right word for it. Um, When I got divorced, um, we decided to separate in March of 2019. And then when I moved to Utah in November of 2019, I was hanging out with a friend of mine who had been a single mom. She had since then been remarried. And she was gung-ho to get me on those dating apps. So, like, from <laughs> November to January, she was just, like, push it. She was, like, get on. And, like, I remember we were at, like, a bouncy place with our kids. Yeah. And she was, like, just just create the profile right now. And I was, like, fine. Like, just help me. Like, And so she held my hand and helped me and really pushed yeah. me to get on them. And I was fortunate enough. <laughs> I was so clueless, Ashley. Like, I, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like when I watch other people that are able to flirt after divorce, I, I'm bl- I'm blown away. Like I'm like, I don't yeah. know how you did that because to me flirting was just insulting people because for seven years I was super loyal to my ex-husband and I didn't flirt 
ever. The <laughs> only time is if I, the only time I was even like making eye contact with men, which I rarely did, was <laughs> when I did photography and I would like make fun of the husband for throwing a fit that he was missing his football game. And I was like, oh, we'll get you back to your football game. You just like you poor, you know, and then they would laugh and I would take their picture. Like that's all I knew how to interact with men. So when I got divorced, yeah. I was working at Texas Roadhouse and, and one of the Gen Z kids was like, why don't you go flirt with your table? You've got four guys at your table. They're all about your age. Go flirt with them. I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. So like I go out to the table and I insult each one of them and like their mouths, they, their, their mouths like dropped. They were like, they didn't know what to say. I didn't, I mean, it was not cute. And yeah, I yeah. turned around and I was like, I'm broken. I'm broken. <laughs> like I went back to the, to like the, the back of house. And I was like, y'all like I'm broken. I don't know how to flirt. And like, yeah. they had to teach me like how to respond to a text, how to respond on dating profiles, because I was so clueless. I literally had no idea. And I learned from the masters, which are Gen Z because they grew mm -hmm. up like with dating apps. Yes. So if you need help, turn to a Gen Z because they are math that it's like they're artists. They're amazing. hundred percent. I, I didn't have a Gen Z friend, but I had my friend Nicole. She had been single, a single post-divorce mom, like, at the height of dating apps, right? So she at least, she kind of was the person who held my hand mm -hmm. and was like, here's how to make a profile. You should do it. And I remember being like, I don't know. It doesn't, it feels so weird. And she was like, just do it. And so <laughs> I did. And I'm glad I did. It was so much fun. Similar. Similar. Yeah. Our friends being like, shut up and get on the dating apps. Yeah, just get on them. And it's like. You realize quickly into it, you're like, oh, because this is how people meet each other now. Like, you're right. Yeah. I was at the grocery store today, and this guy and I kind of did this like <laughs> looking at each other thing and walking oh, yeah. past each other. He was so cute. He's getting his. Gro I like purposely picked the self checkout that he was near after mm -hmm. we'd had this encounter. I was too shy to make eye contact, of course, because I'm sure. still like it's so hard. And then I like. I like laughing about this because I was scanning things out and he started singing a song as he was walking past me. Like, you know, we were interested in each other and neither of us made a move. We couldn't. How do you do it? How do you do it? Do you Maybe know that how? was his move. Just sing that was song. <laughs> oh, I know that song you're singing. Not really, but that's a great yeah. song. You got a great singing voice. Hi, do you want a date? Yeah. Oh, hi, I'm, I'm Toby Page. I'm the one who was avoiding eye contact with you in the produce. Yeah. yeah. Well, part of me second guesses whether or not they're interested. Right? Yeah. But like See, he started I singing. Always, I always Walking second guess me. if they're married or not. Because not all married people wear rings. And then uh, I don't oh, want to be that girl who's like, hey. Hey, daddy. <laughs> hey, daddy. Hey. I know. I don't either. Because unlike you, I will make eye contact. I will purposely make eye contact and be Good. like, mm -hmm, you're mine. But then again, nice. it's real awkward if they're married <laughs> and you don't know. know. because and they, they don't have... wear a ring. Yeah. You've got to signify to people. Yeah. I know. I agree with you. I really think more than ever, now that there's more divorced people more than ever, it's like, we, can we just all just wear a wedding band if yeah. we're married and if we're not? Like, you know, like, because it's mm -hmm. not... It's not fair for us like to go. I don't know. I just dating apps. It's easier because when you match, it's like, oh, I am interested in you. That's what this match solidifies. But in the grocery right. store, I'm like, 
I don't know. Are you singing just because you're weird? Or are you singing because you want my attention? What? And then yeah. I just stand there and keep scanning, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like, what yeah. to do. So it's like, it's impossible for me to, to <laughs> find a date outside of online dating unless it's like a group activity. This is the only other thing I would consider is like, a group activity, a singles ward, and you add them on Facebook, invite them to a friend activity, get their right. number, you know, one of those steps in and out of order, whatever it might be, and yeah. you start flirt, and then they ask you out on a date. That's the only mm. other way because just, you know, a meet cute that would have been anything for the, like, for thousands of years, any meet cute we've had for thousands of years, we're not doing anymore. We're not, yeah, it, it's just not, meet cutes are all online, which is fun because then I guess you can have documentation of it. <laughs> And I do. I always oh. screenshot them. I, every guy I've dated, oh, I'm like, here's 100%. our initial. Yeah, I know. And you know, and like, the minute you delete that, you're like, I'm really done with you. <laughs> I've got no hope that <laughs> right? this is going anywhere. The documentation has been removed from my phone. Mm-hmm. We're done. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So what do you look for on dating apps? Like, when you're swiping, mm. what are you looking for? <laughs> are you asking like what my type is are you asking what because I don't necessarily go into it like looking for I don't know yeah I mean I, well how do you handle dating apps yeah like what um yeah what's your process so I you start with the face right the first picture and you're <laughs> hoping it's a good one and you're hoping there's not a sister who's questionably a wife right yes. um and so you know I go in looking and it doesn't, this isn't on purpose, but most of the time I match with tall, dark-haired, light-eyed, dimples, and a killer smile. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. They always have dimples? They almost always have oh dimples. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't date guys with dimples. That, that, that is like a genetic deformity that I'm all about. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> give me them dimples. Like, yeah, it's horrible. And they all have oh. it. Anyways, that's fine. Um and then, you know, you start to Men with dimples out there. <laughs> Ashley's coming for you. <laughs> Dark hair, light eyes, dimps. Let's... I Go realized, sing at a grocery store. And even my ex-husband met that criteria. Like, wow. seriously, I didn't really? realize I was always in love with Prince Eric as a child. Like, oh I gosh. wanted to be a Same. part of Prince Eric's oh, world. Yeah. I, I went and saw the new... Yeah, I went and saw the new Little Mermaid last week. And uh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is the problem. <laughs> Oh, this is why. This is what I've always wanted. Oh, okay. Oh, got it. I even told you I love the name Eric because of Prince Eric. Like, yeah, I, I, that name is just a great name. Like, I mean, just... I'm okay without it, but <laughs> yeah. See, I'm still turned on by that name because of Prince Eric on Ariel. I'm like, oh, uh, it'll always be something for me. Anyways, well, I mean, not so, so much you for have... me. <laughs> so... so when you're swiping, you yeah. you don't necessarily have a something you're looking for but you end up with the same sort of absolutely in fact sometimes I'll get on there and be like I'm gonna go for someone like off the cuff this isn't gonna be my norm I'm gonna go wild he's gonna have blonde hair and no dimples (laughs) right right um but then if he doesn't necessarily match that he usually matches the personality profile that I end Mm -hmm, up with which mm -hmm. is like um wildly passionate about some quirky hobby um and like funny and sarcastic and decently informed about the world that's like 
And so I can usually tell in a profile as I'm like scrolling through, right? You get the picture and then you're like, oh, okay, they're cute. So you scroll up. And from there, it's like, is there anything that tells me, one, are they married and in an open relationship? Because I can't do that. That's not my life. Um, two, <laughs> are they polyamorous in any other form? Because that's, that's huge in Boise. I don't know if that's as big down there, but like oh, yeah. oh, Boise yeah. and the polys are all over it. Um, and then from there, it's like, do they seem like decent humans? <laughs> and that's like the bare minimum. Does I he want look you to like act- a murderer? Yeah. I mean, does <laughs> no, he? really. You know, oh, for real. Safety is like paramount for me it, before it I is. ever go on a date. It, yes. I'm yeah. not trying to end up on Dateline. <laughs> oh, my know. gosh. Yeah. I know. Well, it's I mean, real. that's like the number one thing. Like I said that to a guy the other day. I was like, the number one thing for women is safety. That's what we're always like, how can I do this in the safest way possible? And I always say, meet them in public first, you know, like at the bare minimum, meet in public. Very. I mean, I've had guys offer to pick me up. I've had guys be like, let me just come over and hang out or you can just come over. And I'm always like, I have to meet you in public first. Like, I just have to. And if they push on that to me, that's a weird. That's a red flag. You you don't want to meet me in public. Like mm-hmm. I had a guy get really upset at me because I would not let him pick me up and take me to take. He wanted to take me to a party, and he he was brothers with a guy I knew on my mission. So like I could have been like, oh, well, you're friends with, and I was like, nope, my gut is screaming right now. Yeah. And yeah. then a friend of mine went on a date with him and validated those feelings, and she was like, yeah, this guy was a a bit sketchy, and I was like, okay, like I have to trust my gut no matter what. Yeah. When I don't listen to my gut, that's when problems arise. <laughs> so. Dude, and I tell you, I think that's true when I'm on the apps. Like, yeah. I think that you can listen to your gut or the spirit or whatever you're wanting to call it and be right. like, mm, maybe not this. Mm, yeah, this could be a good one. Explore this. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> I get, I get, when I ignore that, I will then fall prey to their charm and their, like, how good looking they are and and then i'll just be like i'll ignore the signs so if i don't if i listen to the spirit right away i'm good but sometimes i'll try and talk myself out of it because i'm like oh i need to like be more kind and understanding i'm like nope like heavenly father reminds me all the time you are not in charge of those boys feelings like that's not your job you're not their mama i'm just not in charge of the men's feelings on dating apps which i wanted to ask you when someone matches with you yeah. What is your process like? Like, do you go on a date with them right away? Do you feel like you want to talk for a while? What do you do? Um, I want at least like a day of texting. I want to get to know baseline if you're a decent human. And then, and then, yeah, I like to set up a date. But it's because between my child's schedule and my work schedule, I'm usually not available for three to four more days. And so I yeah. want them to ask me on a date and me be like, hey, I'm available on Friday the 15th and they're like oh it's the 11th I'm like "Mm mm-hmm that's what I got (laughs) or I've got the 22nd you know and that's legit what it's like and so if they set up the date and then we talk for the days leading up to it I usually can have a vibe of like I should go on this date or "Mm -hmm." (laughs) you know (laughs) and then sometimes and I usually will go on the date because there's usually not much harm in a first date. Like, I like a super casual first date. I don't want to go to a meal. I don't want to necessarily, like, go to a movie. I just want to meet somewhere like a coffee shop that's super low-key. Um, I really like coffee shops, too, because 
they always ask why I don't order coffee. And then that's Mm -hmm. like, if we haven't already had the Mormon chat, then we have the Mormon chat. That's the other thing. I, I never date Mormon guys. (laughs) I have twice and every time it's been rough, but there's, that's more a supply and demand issue in Boise. There's just not a ton of single men my age here. Right. Um, who are LDS. So I know you date primarily LDS people. I do now. <laughs> so like, you yeah. know, a coffee, I mean, I, you know, date my, I don't know what the equivalent of that is, like a smoothie. Yeah. That, it's rough for my blood sugar, though. Like smoothies yeah. and like when we go to a coffee shop. So I have reactive hypoglycemia. So yeah. my blood sugar is very different than someone who has diabetes, for instance. So like if my blood sugar is low, people are like, oh, just have a juice. But juice is actually one of the worst things for someone with reactive hypoglycemia. So anyways, those dates are so hard for me yeah. because I would have to eat before and then make sure that my blood sugar has the stamina to handle a sugar drink, which is like yeah. kind of hard for me to ever have. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't like those dates because mm-hmm. for me if I'm going to pay for a sitter, I have already spent the time and the energy getting to know this guy. I want him to take me out to dinner because I want proof that he's willing to put out the effort in me because my issue is that I will date guys that put in almost no effort and I'm putting in so much effort and I just give grace and give grace and give grace. And I'm like, Oh, it's fine. Like my needs just like dwindle. And I like read, you know, those dating experts that are like if you're it, just because you can survive doesn't mean that you're not getting your needs met and I'm like oh that really resonates with me mm-hmm. so for me I have to see their um how much they're willing to put in for me and I know that's a lot expecting from the get-go but I don't think a meal is like asking like craziness especially if I'm paying for a sitter yeah. I'm take I'm putting on my expensive makeup I'm taking time to get ready and look nice. You know, all that process is is like to me the equivalent of them showing up and paying for my meal. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, and I know like you don't you don't want someone to ask you on a date right away. And so maybe that's also the other thing. Like I like those coffee shop dates because if it's not going well, I can leave in 40 minutes and call it a day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a meal's going to take at least an hour. And there's usually some sort of like, we should do an activity after a meal. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like, yeah, I just, that's probably. I think it's about because... compatibility because I have a lot of friends that are like you that yeah. are like, they want to go on the date right away. If a guy is immediately like, let's go on a date, I get a little taken aback and I'm like, listen, like I need more time because to me it's so much. I have my kid full time, right? Like right. he's that's never. the other key gone yeah (laughs) he's always here so there is no break it's like I pay for a sitter if I'm gonna go on a date so yeah that's a huge difference because a lot of people do share custody and so Mm -hmm. or if they don't have a kid right like they just have to work within their work schedule so for me it's like it's a huge deal for me to go on I mean I I don't want to like act like oh my gosh it's such a big deal for me to go on a date but it it kind of is (laughs) I mean it's a sacrifice of funds for sure, you know, if yeah. nothing else. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just ultimately like, and also if a guy gets miffed by mm-hmm. me suggesting that we get to know each other more, to me, I don't like that yeah. of him being like, but I want to go on a date with you now. And I'm like, you don't well, get that. Like that, just because I matched with you, you don't get immediately my time, energy and money. Totally. You know, that's yeah. how I view it. So I like the patient ones. <laughs> yeah. I need someone that's patient. 
I and I, and I just I also coffee shop dates are great though. I love that where you can just leave. You can just be like, oh well, I gotta go. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I think that's I, I know a lot of people that are like you, and so that's why I like to have this discussion because it's like it's not like you're a bad person if you want to have a date right away. You know, yeah. it's not like I'm viewing anyone like oh you're this is a guy that that's a red flag if you ask me out right away. I'm like no, it's not a red flag. Yeah. But it's a yellow flag if you get annoyed with me. I mean, not even a yellow flag. That's a red flag if you're going to get, like, mm-hmm. throw yeah, if, if he doesn't respect the boundaries you put in place, that's a giant red flag. Yes, right. And again, see, I hesitate. I said it was a yellow flag at first. Why? Because I want to give them grace. But that's what I – so I will um, give guys a yellow flag when it should be a red flag. And that's mm-hmm. what gets me into trouble is because I am too – empathetic i'm too understanding and that's why i get the guys that will walk all over me yeah i'll do that too if i'm ovulating i'm like oh no props (laughs) (laughs) like you look fine i gotta i gotta find i gotta find a partner my body's like sure Mm -hmm, that's fine you have the works okay yeah there's a meme that says like ovulation the one week a month where all those red flags look green and it's like how true how true (laughs) for me mom's just like who's it gonna be who's it gonna be (laughs) No, it's a literal, like, physical, physiological thing. Oh, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So you like to, you you don't need to, you want to chat for a day and then you can go on a date. What yeah. makes you want to go on a second date and what makes you choose to not go on a second date? Mm, that's a good question. Thank mm. you. Came up yeah. with it all by myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, if did. he doesn't validate you on the date, right? If someone yeah. doesn't laugh at my jokes, I get, I'm like, that was a good joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like, you got to keep up. You got to keep up. Um, I like, <laughs> this is, this is going to not be something you should tell the world, but I'm going to put it out there. I like when my men are like obsessed with me. <laughs> totally. I just like, I want to go on a date and be admired. Yeah. And like there are like a good date to me. <laughs> this sounds horrible. But like if we're sitting there and I'm reading a menu or doing something, I look up and catch you staring and you do the oh. like stop. Like stop. Stop. There's going to be yes. a second. If if I think you're equally as cute, there's going to be a second. And if there's like sure. I need there to be a good vibe. I need them not to be afraid of the fact that I'm Mormon. Um and that's like my favorite way to tell if there's going to be a second date. If we haven't already, which I usually have had the Mormon discussion, but if we haven't, I'll bring it up. Mm-hmm. And then if if we have already had it, then I'll talk about, like, the next time I'm going to the temple or something. And okay. I watch yeah. their reaction. And if they are like, oh, that's really cool that you're so passionate about your worship. Right. Green flag. Whew. If they're like, oh, you're Mormon and, like, give it a joke, that's a yellow flag. I'm still mm-hmm. okay with that. There's still wiggle room. But sure. if they're like oh, you're, like, really Mormon? It's like, yeah. Then there's not going to be a second date. Because it's like, if you can't support the bare minimum things in my life, you know, like, this is baseline Ashley, (laughs) then it won't work out. Um, And, yeah, like you said, I need him to, like, laugh at my jokes. I'm not the funniest girl in the world, but I'm funny enough. You can laugh. And Give credit where it's due. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, like, if there is some sort of 
niche thing that they can teach me, I'll probably oh. go on a second date still. <laughs> Even if I I'm not that. a huge fan. Because I'm like, oh, you have a passion that no one else does? First of all, that's rad. Second, I want to learn about that, you know? I love that. Yeah, for sure. So. I think it's cute when guys get a little nervous to tell me about their their mm-hmm. hobby and I'm like no I love that I love yeah. that you have a hobby besides you know other activities yeah. that I just assume men do <laughs> I don't know Ooh. but I right. I love that that they found something they're passionate about and they're good at yeah that's hot like yeah. let me just tell you I think guys that are confident are so hot when I go on a date with a guy and he is self-deprecating in not a funny way. <laughs> Do you know mm, what I mean? Where yes. they are apologetic for how they look or apologetic for, you know, when they say sorry too much, I'll yell at them. I'm like, stop saying sorry. Like, stop it. <laughs> and I will kind of lecture them because that's just how I am. And I'm like, you don't have to apologize to me for anything about, like your body weight gain or weight loss, whatever. Like if you're, you know, I just want people to love themselves so badly. And yeah. I think that's, part of the thing is like I fought so hard to love myself Mm -hmm. to love my body and I want someone I'm not saying you have to be just like me but it's really attractive to me when someone is confident even when they have insecurities because we're all gonna have them but to exude confidence in I like this girl and I'm going to try and date her. Like, I'm like, heck yeah. Like, yeah, come for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for come sure. after me. Yeah. yeah. That's attractive. I want, and, I want yeah. to be hunted. Of course. <laughs> for sure. I am mm-hmm. a gazelle lost in the woods. <laughs> There's a Taylor Swift song about that, but I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I love the confidence. I love, I mean, I love the quick-witted men that mm-hmm. can handle some good banter. That's really hot to me, which yeah. sometimes gets me in trouble because it's like, <laughs> you're charming. I'm all like, whoa. I'm like right there. Like, you are intelligent. I love intelligence. Like, mm-hmm. not intelligence either where they have to flaunt it or they they have to state it. It's like you can just mm-hmm. tell that they're intelligent. I'm like, mm. yep, that's that's a beautiful thing. Man. I I'm a sucker for that. So. I, I like when you talk to someone about, like, if they have children and you talk about their co-parent and they say positive things about their co-parent. Dude, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're getting a second date. Like, <laughs> and yeah. the flip side of that is if they talk too much about their ex in any way, you're like, oh, that's not great. <laughs> I know. I went on a date once where the guy bashed his ex-wife for almost the whole time. And I was like, oh, it's still fresh for you. Like, I get... Yeah. where he was at on you know totally. when you get divorced and you're on that spectrum I'm like okay I understand where you're at on the journey mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of this part of your journey I'll see yeah. you when you're over this hump because that's a hard yeah. I think sometimes with dating I don't have a problem with people dating at that time because sometimes it's just good for them to dip their toe in the dating pool and to start mm-hmm. trying to date and you can find people that are empathetic and you can communicate with them and you know, get it out of your system, so to speak. But I'm just not wanting to be at that stage with someone else because yeah. I've been there. But I don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on them though, in a way of like, oh, I haven't been there. I'm like, I've totally been there. <laughs> like, I feel like that's part of the process at least, but it's not cute to do on a date though. I'm not encouraging it. I think you should talk to your friends about it and not your date. 
But if it happens, I understand why it does. It's just not, not the best conversation, but I like, I, I like it when they do have healthy, um, communication with their, with, yeah, the co-parenting. Yeah. That's really cool. Healthy communication in general. In general. Oof. Yeah. You're, you're going to come at me using therapy terms. Oh, listen, you're probably going to get kissed. You're probably going to get kissed. And using them correctly. Like if you're just saying gaslighting just to show like manipulation, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's, that's not, that's not it. That's not the same thing like that. And, and when they're not like you gaslight yourself, I'm like, you can't gaslight yourself like that. Stop it. I I get crazy about pseudoscience and pseudo psychology. Yeah. I'm just like, no. And it's just like, stop using terms you heard on TikTok. You can That's tell the saying. difference between people who are just using like hot button terms or people who are like, hey, I'm working emotionally on myself and I'm, you know, here yeah. I am. Man, if you come in as that second person, I'm like, hi, I'm Ashley. Let's start something because I, clearly you're in a good place. Right. I had on my profile like one, like I'm really like hot men that have been to therapy like mm-hmm. I'm really uh, attracted to. And that, I mean, to me, there's nothing more attractive than acknowledging, hey, I've been through some hardships. I need some outsource. I need help mm-hmm. in some sort of way. I'm humble enough to acknowledge that and I'm smart enough to go get it from the right source. And then I'm, I'm making the effort to work on it. I'm like, gosh, yes. Seriously. And it's like, oh, you're going to tell me if we get in a conflict, you've got tools in your toolbox already. Whew. it's beautiful you're not gonna stonewall me and walk away and throw a fit or blame it back on me if i have any sort of emotions and if they do they come back because they realize it because we're not looking for perfection i don't need a perfect dude but man when you find these guys who like i was um having a heavy conversation with a guy one time via text and he responded with something and he like put an lol at the end and before i could send my next text he was like i'm so sorry for being um or for putting humor in there to make it feel more comfortable i wasn't trying to make light of the situation and i was like stop it like sir 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 that is beautiful stop it sir yes yeah yeah. No, but don't I, stop. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm over here trying to stay human and not melt away like a popsicle. So I'm gonna need you to stop. <laughs> yeah, like we can have healthy conflict resolution, Oof. and you acknowledge when you've maybe said something that was a little inappropriate. That is, gosh, so freaking. That's masculine. That's masculine mm-hmm. energy. That's sexy energy. That's like give me that type of man. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, and then also can like acknowledge when I do something that has hurt them but they do it in a non like damning way and being yeah, and like, without hey. shutting down yeah 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 exactly like because like you said I'm not looking for perfection and I know I'm not gonna say the perfect because I, I am a little bit gruff sometimes grew up with four brothers and a sister that will like beat my sister could beat up anyone like she's such a yeah. tough broad like we all grew up in fear of my sister so like I grew up just being like toughen up you know like yeah. and so when I'm around other men I'm kind of have that gruffness sometimes and so I know I can say things sometimes that can be a little bit unkind or you know aren't appropriate and so yeah. if someone says something to me about that I'm like thank you for calling that to my attention you don't yeah. have to be afraid of me and women aren't 
supposed to be, you know, you don't worship, you know, you don't need to worship everything I say. I want you to worship me, but also not be afraid to call me out on my crap. I don't necessarily want to be worshipped. I just want to be obsessed over. Just think about me 24 (laughs) seven. I don't know the difference in my brain, but (laughs) to me, that's, that is worship. I'm like, yes, you can be obsessed with me. That's, and I'm like, I will equally obsess over them. Right. So it's not, it's not a one way street. It's not like, you're going to get reciprocation over here. (laughs) You will get loved so hard, so intensely. You're going to be loved so hard. You'll be loved so hard. I will smother you. All right. So we covered your physical type. Oh yeah. Um, when do you decide to date someone? Like, when would you like be like, all right, this is like, like, let's only be each other's boo. Oh, that's a hard one. And I think it's different with every group, like every couple. Um, I usually know if I want to pursue someone exclusively after like date three or four. Um, and again, for me, it, there's a formula to all of this because I'm calculated and that's fine. But um, so we're going to do like a coffee date the first date, something super cash. Second date, we might go to dinner or a concert or something in that. Third date, I'm going to invite you to my house and make you dinner. Um, I don't go on a lot of third dates. I only do that with people I actually am interested in. And so if I'm going to invite you to my house... I'm, you're going to eat in my home. I have to like you. And usually by the end of that evening, I can tell like whether or not I'm going to like you long term. I I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's that, that's where I'm at, too. I think sometimes I've had guys date one want to be, you know, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, like exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> there's. There's just yes. no way off the first date. There's no. Because that's just like either love bombing. And I hesitate to use such a buzzword. But to me, if it's but like. But it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. And what what's the harm in waiting a couple more dates? I think. Yeah. Being patient and having that healthy course of growth in your relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, fun fact because I'm kind of I'm kind of a narcissist hunter and like I mm-hmm. have you find them had, I find them they've been in my life my whole life been surrounded by certain people that are you know it's just I'm drawn to them like a moth to the flame it's comfortable to you so I have to research like crazy because I'm autistic so I need to know because I'm naturally naive it's just how I am. I'm naturally mm-hmm. understanding. I'm naturally like, oh, you said something? Fact. Okay. You know yeah. better than me because I'm a, I, you know, the, and so I have to beat it into my brain of what does a narcissist do? And they love bomb. And they, um, but what I have learned and what I've learned the hard way and what I've learned through studying is that two to three months, a narcissist cannot hold on to this baseline they've given you. So like in dating, just in general, there will be this, you know, this heightened excitement at the beginning. And then that kind of like teeters. It's so normal because the man feels like, oh, I've won the woman. I can relax. And the woman's like, oh, my gosh, he set this baseline for what to expect. And now that's diminishing what's going on. And that's so normal. 
but there's a difference in narcissism because what happens in the two to three month mark is when that starts to teeter they will then turn any conflict back on you and it's so hard because my empathetic self will be like you're right i'm i'm bad i did something i expected too much i wanted to see you once a week you know i mm -hmm. i must be too needy and then i have to talk to my friends or talk to myself and say no this is not what I want in a relationship. Whether or not they're a narcissist doesn't even matter because what I want is a healthy relationship or a compatible relationship. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's really key too, is even if I jump the gun on a relationship, what I, which I have, I've gone into a relationship too early and then I saw things teeter out and I was like, okay, you know, and that's all right. Whether, I, you know, I know a lot of people are afraid of narcissists and to an extent I am too, but then you see their true colors come out or just, like I said, compatibility in general. I don't mm -hmm. think, I think a lot in dating, we want to demonize the other person and be like, oh, they're toxic or they're mm -hmm. a narcissist or whatever. And ultimately I'm just like, mm -hmm. we're just seeking compatibility. Like I believe all is fair in love and war. Like I believe mm -hmm. that is like, you're allowed to ghost people. You're allowed to block people. You're allowed to do those things. And if they do that to you, fine. Like they don't owe me anything. That's how I feel. And I'm like gonna explain it a little bit longer. So how I feel is on dating apps, a lot of times people will match with you and then they expect you to talk to them every day. They expect that through a match. And that's not my life. Like I don't have that time as much where I'm like I matched with someone, therefore I've signed up this, this unwritten contract of I have to talk to you every day. I feel like that's unfair to expect those types of things. But if I have given you my time and attention and we have gone on dates, I will give you my, I will talk to you every day. Like I will make plans for you. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like you have to build that relationship whereas a lot of people just expect it. Like right off the bat, we matched, therefore you're talking to me every day or I'm out. And I think that does people a disservice. However, my caveat is all is fair in love and war. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to say, hey, you didn't talk to me every day. I'm out. I'm like, hey, fine. Like, it's all about compatibility, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, you and I are very different in that way. I don't necessarily expect someone to talk to me every day, but if I like you, I'm probably going to talk to you every day. And if you're reciprocating my energy, you're probably going to talk to me every day too. You know what I mean? And that can look different. Like, with some people, I especially if it's during the week that we match, like I'm going to touch base with you in the morning maybe. And then probably after work, we can talk for a little bit and that's it. Like, that's what I got, you know? And like, after I put my kid to bed, so you've got from do like you do that for every match? night, like if you match with someone every day, you're going to check in morning. I'm just curious morning and night. Yeah. But I try not to start conversations with that many people that I match with. Yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? So, like, I'll only match Absolutely. with, like, one or two people at a time, have conversations, see if I like where that's going, and then move on if I cool. don't. Um, that's awesome. Just because I don't have the energy to do that with more than one or two people at a time. That's that's what I struggle with is because sometimes you don't know how many you're going to match with because if you swipe and yeah. then you might get a few more matches after, like, the day after. And then I've got a few, yeah. and maybe they've, you know – I don't know. I just feel like sometimes it's overwhelming for me mm -hmm. to give them that much of my energy and yeah. when it might not go in, you know, so like the initial conversation, let's say I start it 
and they don't ever respond to me, I'm not going to get frustrated at that. And I know a lot of people get frustrated at that, like, yeah. oh, I don't get these responses. So that's why I match with more people, because then I'm like, well, I, I guess it's a numbers game to me. But then I get well, overwhelmed if there's too many matches. <laughs> and I was just thinking about this. I don't really use any other dating sites other than Bumble. Mm. Um, and I subscribe to Bumble Plus when I'm like mm-hmm. wanting, I'm not subscribed right now, but when I'm like wanting to be on Bumble, I'll subscribe to Bumble Plus and only look at the matches of people okay. who like me. And then I will only match with them when I'm ready to. So That's like awesome. that way I'm only matching with like two to three people at a time. That is... That's how someone with OCD <laughs> manages dating apps because that is like uh, my mastermind moments, right? Like I'm not ready to talk to eight people, so I'm going to make it so that I can see who likes me and I'm only swiping from that pool of people and I'm only going to swipe when I have the bandwidth to talk to them. I love that though. That's showing yeah. respect though, like to that their time and, and I, I love that. I, yeah. I think that's really awesome that you do that. I know you could do that on Facebook dating too. Because oh, for free, because mm-hmm. they show you who likes you for free because it's all mm. for free. Well, that so, would be good then. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bumble, though, because I love that it doesn't you don't wonder who's going to start the conversation. And I love starting mm-hmm. the conversation on my level because a lot of times guys will start the conversation and I'm like, oh, I don't know. So sometimes I'm Bumble when I start the conversation and then it immediately gets like crazy sexual. I'm like, Ugh. and we're done. Like, how oh, did yeah. you get from Unmatched. A to B. How did you do that? Yeah. yeah. Unmatch immediately. I So I did want to plug that on our Patreon account, we have dating courses on there for those of you mm-hmm. listening. So if you want to support our podcast, you can go listen to the Patreon account. And there's um, a lot of courses on there. And one of the things we talk about is dating apps. And one of the things that I have a hard time with is like right off the bat, someone compliments your looks, which they would think is a really great thing. But it's hard to have a conversation right from the get-go when i have taken time and energy to create this profile to show my personality to show my interests, to give you something to start a conversation on and then you just tell me i'm pretty i'm like thank you and then that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want me to compliment you back because we right. i think you're attractive we matched you know and so i could say oh i really like your blue eyes and they say thank you the the conversation is not going anywhere and so yeah. i I'm just like, com- comment on something off their profile. Sure. To yeah. me, that's an easy start. Mm-hmm. I did do this kind of test where I had a bare minimum profile, where I had the pictures, but I didn't have a ton of, of stuff for them to go off of. And the conversations, and then I changed to have more in my bio, the conversation shifted so much. So if yeah. you're more of a bare bones person, I would recommend adding more into your bio um, because it gives people more things to go off of sure yeah fun fact that's one thing when i'm scrolling profiles if you don't have anything on there other than pictures i don't swipe yeah i don't either i had something in my bio but it wasn't as yeah i'm a little bit more extra usually yeah so yeah i think you're thirst i think you're looking for hookups if you just have pictures that's how i take it yeah 100 percent. or if it or if on bumble if it says like unsure of what they're looking for it's like bye i know what you're looking for and you can't have you it you just don't want to admit it going. yeah it's like it's fine we can all read between the lines but you're not gonna get it here so bye 
It does say on Bumble, like, casual, and I made the mistake yeah. of putting casual, and so people are like, oh, you want something casual? And I'm like, oh, not that kind of casual. Not yeah. that You're kind. like, I don't want casual sex. I just want casual dates. Yeah. yeah. That's a... Yeah, I'm just, like, not not sure if I'm ready to, like, give someone my time enough to date them full-time. That's what I meant, but... Right. Yeah, that's... So, They're like, all right. You know. Well, yeah. what... Um, what mistakes have you made in dating <laughs> <laughs> that you care to share with the world? Um, because <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you and I, we go big or go home. So I think there's like very few things that we'd be like, oh, I'll share that in case my mom or grandma listens to this. Right. I was just thinking that like maybe this will be that podcast. So I'm like, hey, mom, maybe don't listen to that one. <laughs> um, what big mistakes I've made? Well, they don't have to be big, I guess. Just no learned, I guess. I yeah, know. one of the biggest mistakes I made early in dating after divorce was just not letting my needs be known. I um have been told for a lot of years in my past relationship that I expected too much, that my needs were too much, that I was too much. And as part of that, when I was first dating, I wanted to just minimize me and my needs and my wants and just like, I'll fit into your box and don't worry about my needs. Which isn't healthy. And um, what you do is you lose yourself that way in a relationship. And when you lose yourself in a relationship um, and then lose that relationship, you're left with nothing. And so I think that's probably something that I've learned through dating is to identify my needs and let my needs be known. And that has been <laughs> I'm very fresh this week, if I'm being very frank. That has been yeah. on the forefront of my mind as I navigate things in my life right now. And um, it's still hard. It's still hard to be like, you're not asking for too much. Yeah. Your needs are valid and they're minimum. And the love and affection you give are worth the needs you're asking to be met. Um, so, I mean, that's one of them. You know, a more fun mistake I made is, um, <laughs> you know, because that one's really heavy. Like, that's a, yeah. oof, she's been to some therapy over that one. But, like, um, one of the more fun mistakes, I guess, is, like, um, not holding the same standard for people across the board. And so sometimes, um, like, there have been times where I will see a red flag, but because they're really cute, I'm like, no, that's okay. That's a yellow. We'll just see what happens there. And then you know what happens? Bad things. <laughs> Bad yes. things happen. Bad. And, and yes. they can look like different. That can be anything from manipulation to um, heartbreak to overly sexual, sexual experiences yeah. yeah sexual assault boundaries being pushed in any way right. and just mm -hmm. all under the the umbrella of disrespect so like um that's something that is a mistake that I've learned to stop making is stop thinking that just because someone's cute their red flag can be a yellow or green it's just not a thing um yeah. What about you? What are some of the mistakes you've... <laughs> it's really fun to evaluate in your mind. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, my mistakes. 
Um, hmm. It's interesting because I, I look back on when I first started dating and I was so worried. The reason I was so hesitant to start dating is because I get hooked so quickly, so yeah. intensely. And, and I want them to make my life good. Like, it's like all the pain that I have in my life. I want you to fix that. Like oh, I yeah. have this, I call it my Disney comp, my Disney princess complex where I'm like, if I'm pretty enough and I, I will find my prince charming and he will solve everything. And when I got married, I thought that's what happened is that I would get married and I would live happily ever after. And then it wasn't like that. And so I knew I still had that in me of like, that damsel in want, distress. Wanting a man to, you know, like my life will be complete when I find a man. And, um, mm. I think it's hard because we know the plan of salvation is about families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about getting married and having kids. So that's not bad to want to no. get married. Right. There's, there's this fine line somewhere between, wanting that because that's the plan of salvation but also understanding that my life is fantastic and I have a lot of wonderful things about it so when I first started dating um like you I would ignore red flags or things that you know disrespect Mm -hmm. because I think it's hard when we have all these buzzwords they work they make sense you can mm-hmm. use gaslighting and it actually makes sense. I have been gaslighted by men sure. and women, yeah. you know, but it's so used that I'm like, okay, what are other ways to explain this? And so with red flags, that's what I'm doing right now is thinking, what are other ways to explain what is a red flag? And that's disrespectful that like, if they're being disrespectful, if they are pushing my boundaries, if they are not listening to my needs, if, if we are, um, if I'm just not the, a priority, if I'm not even in the top five, you know, like Taylor Swift says, yeah, <laughs> another t- Taylor Swift moment. Um, the mistakes that I've made. Um, There's been like five Taylor Swift moments, by the way, but that's another. I, <laughs> you should start start calling them out, quote it, and we'll move on. I mean, maybe we can put like a little graphic right here that's like one Swifty, Taylor two Swifty, Swift. three Swifty. <laughs> moments can we have i bet but what's more the quote than where it's like you know where I, it, that whole song of bejeweled where yeah. it's she says can you quote it for me the basement which part don't put me in the basement of your when i want the penthouse of your heart uh-huh. diamonds in my eyes i polish up and then eyes. and then the top five part where you're not in their top five putting someone first only works when you're in their top five there it is and by the way, I'm going out tonight. <laughs> yes. See, that song Bejeweled was my, like, was my, aha. Uh-huh. like, I was like, I'm feeling what Taylor Swift is feeling is like, I bought you those shoes and then you walk all over. You mm-hmm. walk all over me in those shoes that I bought you, you know? And I'm just like, that's how I felt. So I make these mistakes of giving them everything, giving them my time, giving my attention, giving them my gas money you know and and then I'm not even in their top five even though we're dating (laughs) even though I should be in their top five and then they want to say to me it's you're a little too much expecting to be in my top five you know Mm -hmm. and I I'm like 
that's why I've made these changes in my life of like, okay, well then you're going to take me out to dinner because, and you're going to drive to where I live. You know, I need to see that effort on your end because I know I'm willing to give so much to you, but I need to find someone that's willing to, to, to do the same. Yeah. So there's my safer answer to that, to not have to, like I feel like when I ask guys like what are your crazy dating experiences or what are what's hard about dating it's so different than female dating it's like oh I was almost killed you know (laughs) like it I've been almost killed on dates before like a Mm -hmm. semi-automatic rifle you know this man had you know things like that it's like I have almost died so it is hard to like to understand just how different dating can be sometimes sure I I wanted to circle back. You pointed to something that I think is a very common mistake for people post-divorce is that, um, especially right after divorce, sometimes you start dating people to fill a void, to um, make your life better, to X, Y, Z, right? And I think that was a mistake I learned a really hard way that... um, Sometimes you just need to be able to fill the voids yourself, to find what works for you to fill. And then you're when you're at that baseline and you can start dating because you want to actually en- enjoy sharing this cool life that you have with someone else, I think that's like when the magic happens. Or so I'm told. I don't know. I'm trying real hard, but I feel like I'm finally at that place in my life, you know, where like now when I'm dating someone, it's not because I want you to make things better. I don't want you to like everything's pretty good. You know, like Mm -hmm. life is still hard. I cry all the time, but like things are pretty good over here. And I want to be able to share that with someone, not have them come in and fill the holes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really have noticed when I let the savior in my life in a very thick and real way, then I am not feeling so desperate or lonely or I really need a partner or I'm going to die. Like I'm like, I am partnered with God. I'm sealed to God. And then I have the savior with me always to help me and strengthen me. That's why I have my Jesus wall in my house. I have this wall that's like 20 feet tall of just Jesus pictures and I'll sit on my stairs and I'm just like, okay, I have a savior this is real. Mm-hmm. And when I really let him in my life, when I really let him take that pain and hold the pain and sit with me and be yoked with me, it's it, dating. Dating is really difficult. Sometimes yeah. it's very heavy and it can be very ex- like just painful and exhausting and frustrating yeah. and all those things. And it's like, okay, like the savior's feeling this with me. He loves me unconditionally and, I can love myself unconditionally. And it's hard when you learn these mistakes and you, you make these mistakes and you might feel stupid about it or there's really harsh ramifications for some mistakes like safety-wise. Um, so it's hard to not beat yourself up for it. And then I turn to the Savior and he's not looking at me like that. He's not shaming me. He's, he's supporting me. He's encouraging me. I think my secret sauce to dating is turning to God and talking to him about how to date and what is appropriate for me yeah Yeah. my favorite thing is you know let's say that you because men kind of come into my life in batches when I'm on dating apps right so like you look at the batch and you're like these all seem like valid options and then you 
like when I take it to God and I'm like, who, like who hears valid options? I see things in a whole other light. And God loves all these people that I'm dating because he loves every human alive. But he'll also let me know who's more compatible with me. And we weed out the people who aren't pretty quick, you know? That's real. It's, it's real. It's so real. Yeah. God really does that. I, I I still think about this one guy. I had a hard time clean like I had to text and block because I had to tell him, I'm sorry, I'm moving on. We weren't like officially dating or anything. And mm-hmm. it's still hard to, for me to not, because Heavenly Father was like, this is not. This the, is not it. This isn't what you think it is, mm-hmm. you know, because I wanted it to be something. And he's like, it's not going to be that way. There's heartache, like heartache that you don't need to have on that road. And so every day that I am not unblocking that man and texting him again, I'm like, okay, Heavenly Father, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting this process because it is hard to, yeah. to do this. I mean, I don't think we're meant to do it alone. Because he does know, he knows the conversations that are being had that we are not around for. He knows, he, like you said, he loves everyone, but that uh, he's, he, <laughs> that doesn't mean that we're compatible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think that, I think that there's also, um, value in realizing like dating doesn't need to feel as personal as it sometimes does. Like when we're talking about that compatibility, I think that's such a big thing to realize. Like you're going out there, you're getting to know people and you're not going to be compatible with someone just because you think they're cute and they think you're cute. That's not it, man. And so. Yeah. All is fair in love and war. I really believe that. Yeah. And it's just not, it doesn't have to be personal. It's going to feel personal because you're going to think like, was I not enough? Was I not this? But no, it's, you just weren't compatible, you know? Mm-hmm. I had a conversation this week with a guy that I kind of dated off and on for the last few months. And I, I told him, I was like, I just don't think we're compatible. Like there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. Right. We just keep trying to fit this like triangle in a square and it it's not going to mm-hmm. work. You know, Right. you have different communication styles. I have different communication styles. And when I'm with you, I find myself not being that into you because of it right and so it's just like and it's not personal you know it doesn't need to be if anything you're just not wasting people's time further you know it's like what you you want to hold on to this for another year and end it messy when both of our hearts are broken like let's call it here this isn't super great exactly yeah. And that's where I say I'm okay with people ghosting because I'm like, okay, like you want out, you can have out. Like I don't yeah. need a full, and you can disagree with me. Anyone can disagree with me, but I don't, I don't need a full essay on why I wasn't good enough for someone. I don't need that. I can ask if I want to, and I yeah. can be like, Hey, can I just know why you don't think we're compatible? But I don't need it. Yeah. Um, sometimes I might, but, uh, so that's why I'm okay with ghosting. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're allowed to walk out of my life with no explanation. You don't owe me anything. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with people disagreeing again, but that's why I say we're all different types of humans. We're going to come from all different types of places and different communication styles. Right. Yep. So yeah. yeah. But I also think you nailed it. Don't take it so personally. If we can like accomplish that, like will yeah. dating will be easier if we just go, okay, this is, it's not about me. I am good enough. You are good enough. You are. It's just like trying on shoes. You know, like I can walk into Dillard's and find 15 pairs of shoes that I really like. And only two will be like 
check all the boxes of what I'm looking for. That right. doesn't mean those other shoes aren't great. That doesn't mean that they don't look beautiful. But you beautiful. don't need 15 husbands. Right. And they might, they just might not match all my outfits. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to wear you often. And so anyways, that's a. I love that. I love yeah. that. And yeah, some shoes clash in a certain outfit. So yeah, yeah let's not force it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm only looking for one man. I only want to date one guy. I only yeah. want to marry one guy. You know, I don't need to be compatible with so many guys. I just, I, you know, so. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening to our podcast this week. I hope that we have offended you and made you mad so you never get. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hopefully no one that I've dated recently is listening. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about that too. I'm like, well, now he knows. No. (laughs) So fine. So good. Anyways, but again, the Patreon account. So there are a lot of courses on there. I've been on the news a couple times. I had a business called the Online Dating Guru. So those courses are on the dating website. And I've done studies and research on what works on dating apps and what doesn't. So it's not just my personal opinion that if you disagree with my personal opinion, that's fine. But I've also done research. So that will be on there. If you're interested, we would love your support. And there are other ways to support us as well. We have a um, website coming out with a little gift shop that you can buy, be buying things, but that's more in the future. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Ashley, do you have any final thoughts? Oh man. If you're out there in the dating world, just like stay the course. It gets better. That's all I have to say. Like, man, there is so much heartache and so much sorrow in that. But just stay the course. It gets better. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's hard doesn't mean you need to give up. And it's fine to take breaks. (laughs) Yes. As you need. (laughs) All the breaks. (laughs) All the breaks. Lots of breaks. Lots of breakups. No. (laughs) So many. (laughs) It's fine. We're good. (laughs) All's well that ends well. So I'm told. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we're told, right? (laughs) Look at us. Single ladies. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. We did it.